This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Ian Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Hey, Gordon. Larry, how are we feeling tonight, my friend? I feel really good. Gordon had a nice weekend. Everything uh-huh. was cool. It was uh-huh. good. Uh, one little irritation and possibly another irritation, but for the most part, everything was good. Can't complain then. That's great. No, no, no. Just a little irritation. Just a little irritation. One of them I'm looking at, and one of them I saw yesterday. Uh oh. By the are way, these thank are you. Sports irritations? Yes, or these, these are sports irritations. These okay. are sports irritations. And, and one major blunder that we'll talk about next hour because I'm, 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 I am so through with the Knicks right now, Gordon. I know it's early. I am so through with them. I'll, I'll tell you why next hour. I, I don't want to get okay. myself all worked up. But let me get the blunders out of the way. Thank you, Miami. Did a fabulous job. Covered more than covered for me. Oh, thank you for cover never five. Down, thank you. Really? Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I have I have a bone to pick with one Ray Santiago. Okay. How did the Cowboys wait till yesterday to give up a fourth quarter lead? What were they? One hundred eighty and oh, something like that. Yeah. Two touchdowns leading Two touchdowns, in the fourth, fourth, fourth quarter. Yeah. And they lose to Green Bay. Yeah, that felt, that felt that line, I don't know if you're talking about the cover five stuff betting-wise, but that line, it just felt too easy, right? Cowboys yeah. rolling, the Packers being as bad as they are, yeah. Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay, getting a chance to – and and for the most part, that's the way it played out until that fourth quarter. And uh, that is a typical Cowboy game, <laughs> should is. win, going to win, it don't is. win. Oh, my God, that was hard. That, that, was, uh, that was a gut punch, no question about it. I mean, they made they made Aaron Rodgers look like Aaron Rodgers. They <laughs> he did looked like himself. Yeah, they did some you know some some questionable decisions. I mean, they had it you seemed like the offense was rolling for the most down. part. CD Lamb seemed like he was open on every play. It was like he was doing his Justin Jefferson impersonation. <laughs> but a couple of plays here or there, you get down to the nitty gritty, deciding to go for it on fourth down, oh. unable to come up with it, and Can uh, we kick the field goal. Well, look, I think at that point, um, one of two things. If I don't have a problem going for it on fourth down, but at that point you have to decide on third down, we're going yes. for, this is four down territory yes, here. Exactly. Uh, and I don't think that they did either of those things. And then they decided, uh, you know, look, I, I'm not going to blame Mike McCarthy for not settling for a 50-yard field goal in the, the, the elements of, of Green Bay, especially when he has been a little too conservative for my liking to begin with. But if you're going to go for it on fourth down, you got to decide that before fourth down. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't all of a sudden decide that there in that moment. And I will say this, and I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not a Cowboys apologist. Mm-hmm. For the people out there in the audience who believe that the NFL is rigged, you would have some good evidence yesterday <laughs> because there were about five penalties at the end of that game, and all of them went the Packers' way. Mm-hmm. Every single one, including one that was not called on the CD Lamb pass interference. You could all these shows that they have pregame, postgame shows. They could have a segment, and they could show you three or four highlights. And the and the game is: is this pass interference or is this not pass interference? And if you line them up back to back, you would have egregious showings of pass interference that don't get called. And then you'd have one like the one in the Buffalo game yesterday that did get called. 
I, I, it's just that rule is absolutely broken. And look, that's not the reason why the Cowboys lost the game, but it certainly didn't help on that play on CeeDee Lamb. Well, what you find out is how the, how the call is interpreted depends on the crew you got that week. But it's not, it's not even close. I know. You know, this is not, this is not um, you know, like balls and strikes. There are some guys that call the high strike. There are some guys that call the low strike, whatever. These are, these are so, uh, I mean, there's sometimes somebody gets a hand on a guy. That's pass interference. That's right. And then there's other times where a guy is mugging. He gets to the ball early. He's not looking at the ball. His hands are all over the defender. Nothing called. Nothing and you're called. saying to yourself, what, 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 is go- what is going on here? Mm-hmm. It is a little... It is a little shady. It is. It is. Uh, and the reason why I'm a little upset for cover five reasons, Gordon, mm. is because I would have been 4-0 yesterday. Nice. A nice would've bounce been. back week. Well, I will tell you, I had as bad a week as you could have. And really? this Washington game is not helping me in any this way. This Washington game is not helping me either. I don't oh, know what's going Lord, on here. I'm getting absolutely hammered this week. But you know what? When the Dolphin game started, I said, the only thing I care about this week, and what I always say every week, all I care about is that the Dolphins win. That's right. And I can't complain about that. They got a nice win yesterday, another big performance, and one that you, as you said earlier, we said earlier, did not have to sweat that one out no, at all. No, that was You were in cruise control with that one. Yes. You were in cruise control. You really after, after the first drive, the, the, the Cleveland first drive where they walked right down the field and got the touchdown, yeah, you but thought, you okay, knew. here we go. But they but were able knew. to make them one-dimensional, and um, you knew it was they handled happening. it for there. They had, they, what were they going to do? Have a helicopter to try to catch up with Tyreek Hill or a drone? I mean, stop. Well, I mean, they, they, I mean, they had guys open. I, look, most of it is I think that Tyreek Hill is such a focus for everybody mm-hmm. so that even when you do hold him in check, which they kind of did hold him in check yesterday, uh, and it was all the other guys. But that's the thing. He, they, yeah. You know, you have to go single coverage on everybody else and his impact. And look. I have said before, I am not. Uh, I have not been a big Tua believer. I'm going to stay in the court that I'm in, but he has played at an MVP level here the last month. Something that I did not think was ever going to be possible, and he has been sensational. It was sensational again yesterday, and hopefully, fingers crossed, he can keep it up. He continues to improve, Gordon. He just does, and Absolutely. I think a lot of it is is his coach. I think they have come to find out what's the best thing for him. And obviously they got him weapons. Yes. And and you know, weapons help. I mean, weapons make your job easier. All you have to do is find the open guy. Here's the guy with single coverage. Don't hold the football too long. Look off Tyreek Hill, come back, boom, there you go. And so they they've really gotten him into a nice rhythm. It's kind of like where we're going when we come back from the break, Gordon. And that's where we're going with Daniel Jones, who might have had from an effect. Efficiency standpoint, maybe his best game in about a couple of years yesterday. Yeah, I mean, that's what he – I mean, that is the the giant script, what they did yesterday. They, they, I mean, it, they have had that patented at this point of the season, right? It's a close yeah. game. It comes down to the fourth quarter. They're the ones that make the plays. The other team is not. They execute the plays. The other team cannot. And the Giants get another win. And look, if this game holds up, if this score holds up, and it's a mm-hmm. long way to go yet – Giants would be one game out of first place in the NFC East. That's right. One game out. And yesterday you saw why Houston's a bad team. Take nothing away from the Giants. Take nothing away from the Giants. But a fumble and an interception in the red zone in the fourth quarter, Gordon, you're not winning those games. (laughs) You're not winning them. You're just not. And they didn't they have two touchdowns called back by penalty? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I yeah. Mean, yeah, you can't. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to executing. Now, if yeah. you don't commit those penalties, maybe you don't get the touchdown. So, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make it out like it was a bad call or something right. that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the Giants execute. That's what they do. They and do. for all the, all the credit we have given Brian Dable for his coaching, and rightfully so, if the players don't execute the plan, what good is mm-hmm. the plan? That's right. And Daniel Jones looks good, Gordon. I'm just saying he looks like a different guy. He really does. Well, he looks like a guy who will be with the Giants next season. And will he have his same running back next season? Hmm. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Do you think Saquon Barkley deserves a multi-year contract to return to the Giants based on what he's done so far this season? And Gordon, this interesting situation here with the Giants because you're looking at, as you mentioned, Daniel Jones is probably either going to be franchised or given at least a one, maybe two-year deal based on how he's played. And now, but what do you do with your running back? Because really, and I know what people say about you know running backs, and it's true, this is how NFL evaluators feel, that you know you can get another running back. I don't know how much they're going to offer him financially. Like I said, I don't think you want a two, three-year deal with him, maybe a one-year deal or maybe a two-year deal. But but to be fair, Gordon, he's been their offense. Yeah, well, I mean, they they don't really have much of a choice, right? I mean, the receiving core is what it is. They've had a ton of injuries. Kenny Galladay has been Kenny Galladay, and uh, they don't have a lot of options. And, and it was one of the reasons why we all wondered, like, can we even fairly judge Daniel Jones going into this year? Because it's not like he's got a full complement of weapons. Uh, at his disposal. But yeah, I mean, Saquon has been everything that any Giant fan could have hoped for. This is what he, I think, kind of alluded to in the offseason when he said, you know, to all the haters and everything else. Mm-hmm. So he's been fantastic. No, I mean, he leads the league in rushing. Uh, he dominated yesterday against the Texans. He was the offense. He is the offense. So uh, that's all well and good. I think the next contract is going to depend on, like every contract, what is it that Saquon wants? Does he want to be the highest paid running back in the NFL? Because if he wants to be the highest paid running back in the NFL, I think the Giants should think long and hard about doing something like that. Now, he said he wants to be a Giant for life, so maybe the two sides can come to some sort of an agreement. But the history shows you, and it shows you repeatedly, signing running backs to monster deals generally does not bode well for the team signing that contract. Especially a running back who's had injury history, an injury history. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to be injured again. doesn't mean he's going to be injured like he was before. He may not get hurt ever again. But you still have, that has to be taken into consideration because I understand the fans, but Gordon, it's a business. The NFL, the Giants are a business, and the business is for them to be successful and to try to guess and gauge just how well this guy's going to be. Now, this year, he's been phenomenal. He's been healthy. And as he says, he's had to be part of this Giants turnaround. Being healthy during it, not something that I'm shocked about. You know, I believe in having positive thinking. You know, I've been vocal about it when I was hurt that, you know, I feel like we're going to get back on track. And, you know, I want to be part of the reason to help us get back on track. And he has been. And so, you know, for me, the question is going to be, Gordon, how many years and how much? And, and, and for the Giants, I mean, I don't think you can go more than two years, Gordon. I just don't. Well, uh, I think anybody is going to be looking for more than that. I think Saquon, with all the injuries and the, just the history of the position, it's hard to get paid at that position. We've seen other guys who have had, you know, far better stats over the course of their rookie contracts struggle to cash in as a result of that. Now, 
Um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Joe Shane has been pretty – whenever he's been asked about it, he's always kind of said that he wants, obviously, Saquon back, and he's like a culture guy. He's a, he's a foundational guy. It's going to depend on what Saquon is looking for, how much he's looking for, and I don't think that this is a sustainable model long-term. The Giants are going to have to get far more talented on offense to take that next step. It's great that they have the record they have. It's great they're having the season they're having. But I don't think that this is sustainable long-term, uh, living and dying by the running back. Brian Debo, what are you seeing from Saquon Barkley? Yeah, I th- what do you have, 35 for 152? Thing, the thing I think with him is takes a lot of shots. So, you know, we try to do the best job we can, the medical staff, the sports science of, of practicing him the right way. And, you know, this week he was fresh. So he was, you know, he was at a really good week of practice. He was, you know, we we're handing the ball at the 20 and he's running down the end zone 80 yards and then coming back and doing it again. So I thought that the stuff that he did during the week carried over. Obviously, he's having a good season for us. Um, he had a good day. Well, you know, and plus the bye week, uh, he should have been fresh. <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, if they're practicing him the right way, you know, listen, they understand. They know what they have, and they realize that, you know, he is their offense right now. Yes, they had a couple of plays to Slayton, who's been, you know, a guy who Daniel Jones has had in- intermediate success with over the years and is getting a really good chemistry with him this year. But for the most part, as we said, Gordon, it's really been the Saquon Barkley show. Yeah, uh, and, you know, what is it? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. I mean, that's kind of been the, the story for the Giants this year. He is their one superstar. He is the one kind of uh, talent that you can look at that's that's better than the other team's talent. Um, they don't certainly have that at wide receiver. They're banged up at certain spots as well. So they're going to ride Saquon as long as they can, and hopefully he can get them over the finish line. Brian Debo, let's talk about your offense. Do you think it was just a touch conservative? I wouldn't use that word. I would just use we try to do what we think we can do, which was run the ball for 46 times. I think Jordan asked me, is it as simple as just running the ball with Saquon Barkley? The answer is no, because they do a good job. They've made some runs. But each week we just do what we think we need to do for that particular game. Uh, It's not conservative. It's the game plan. (laughs) It's, It's what he needs to do to win games. So, I mean, they were kind of in control of that game for the most part. I mean, that's what you, um, yeah, it is a conservative game plan, but that's what works, right? I mean, the Texans give up a ton of uh, yards on the ground. Mm -hmm. I think that they, um, I don't know the exact number this year, but uh, they've given up a ton of yards allowed on on the ground. So, yeah, that's what you, that's what you go with, right? Yeah. I mean, 35 carries for 152 yards, Gordon. I mean, why wouldn't you throw? Why wouldn't you run him? Why right. would you run it? I think the Texans have allowed, if I see my writing here, I think they've allowed 164 yards rushing per opponent in games this year. So Unbelievable. You got Saquon Barkley. For, uh, even if they didn't give up that many, you would still be riding sure, Saquon Barkley. But the fact that they've given up that many, you're going to ride them even more. Yeah. Defensively, Gordon, and, and you know this is kind of – we talk about the offense, but to be fair, the defense allows the offense to play the way they play. And Leonard Williams seems to be, you know, kind of back. He had had some injuries situations and, you know, he wasn't as good last year as he was his first year. Uh, but he has been he, – he's coming back. And you st- start to see him had half a sack yesterday, uh, five solo tackles. Uh, you know, he, he didn't, he's doing a nice job. He's starting to anchor that line again. And once again, as you mentioned earlier, the Giants, what they're doing, which is something they do well, they force turnovers. And they, they just baited the Texans, a bad team. You see why they won 7-1. and one. 
uh, you know, into turning the turning the football over. And so, you know, when you capitalize it, it's it's one thing to get the turnovers. It's another thing to get the turnovers and then capitalize on the turnovers. And that's what the Giants did yesterday. Yeah, and Dexter Lawrence as well. I mean, he was yes. uh, he was mm-hmm. a man possessed yesterday and um, did a great job. And yeah, I mean, look, you know, you're coming out of the bye at home against the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You Handle your business, do. right? Don't have a letdown. Giants did not have a letdown. And all the same stories, lines go to next week as well. Don't have a letdown against the Lions. You, these are games that you have to have. Um, they have some tough games the second half of the schedule. I think the second half of the schedule is a little bit more difficult than the mm-hmm. first half of their schedule. But they have to go out there and handle business. They did this week. They got to do the same thing next week. And this Detroit team is not going to go away as quietly as Houston. They're going to have to play a little better to beat Detroit than, than they played against Houston. Yeah, uh, the Lions defense. Offensively. Yeah, the Lions defense is is even worse than the Texans defense. Um, the problem is, is their offense can score some points. It doesn't really. It never really felt like the Texans outside of the running mm-hmm. back were going to really threaten you to put up a whole bunch of points. So uh, look, uh, Giants, the the game plan is well rehearsed by now, right? Yep. Get out there, muddy the game up a little bit in the first half, some second half adjustments, make some plays down the stretch, own the fourth quarter, execute. The other team maybe turn the ball over here or there. You don't, you win the game. That's right. Hurts to Smith. Extra point good, 23-21 commanders early fourth quarter. Feel a little better, Gordon? No, I'm I'm down. I'm I'm, I'm I'm almost in triple digits now on the Cover Five app. I've wow. been in double digits for the longest time. This has been wow. a disastrous week, but the Dolphins won again, so I can't complain. That's the bottom line. That's it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I'll come in dead last place in the Cover Five app if the if the <laughs> Dolphins can keep winning games. That's all it's all about. I'm not getting anything out of it. I know. I hear you. Except hear bragging you. rights. That's the only thing I got going. And you, well, you know, bragging rights, but you know, you got bragging rights on your Dolphins too right now. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, Gordon, that Miami and the Jets would be ahead of Buffalo? Yeah, the AFC <laughs> is is uh, the AFC East is wide open. The AFC, I, I guess, maybe outside of the Chiefs, it feels like is wide open right now. Yeah, I thought about you yesterday because your guy was open all over the field. <laughs> oh, uh, Kelsey was open. Yep. Yeah, all over the field. Every time yeah. I turned around, he was wide open. Wide yeah, there were guys open. like that. Uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, I thought that if you would have told me yesterday Justin Jefferson had 500 yards in that game receiving, I would have said, yeah, that sounds about right. It seemed like he was open every single play. It was. It really was. Well, I want to get your thoughts about what's going on in Buffalo. But first, this season marks the 50th anniversary of New York Islanders hockey. So to help celebrate, we're giving away tickets to the November 23rd matchup against the Edmonton Oilers at the UBS Arena. To enter, download the free ESPN New York app, scroll down to contests, and submit your entry. Brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. More of your thoughts next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, when you saw that uh, post game, what did you think? Well, you know, uh, that was one of the games that I was toying with this week because when you saw the reaction during the week to Jeff Saturday getting named as head coach, and the idea that, well, you know, you can't just walk in. You can't just walk in and take that job and expect to have any success. And then on Sunday, Bill Cower was, was adamant 
about uh, that it was a joke and everything. For one week, anybody can just, you know, if you rely on the assistance, you're taking on a bad team. You are healthier. And I thought Jeff Saturday made the right call by going back to Matt Ryan. He's clearly better than the kid that they had uh, at Erlinger, Erlinger, whatever his name is. What is it? Elinger? Elinger? So whatever. Um, Matt Ryan was better than that. And they go out there and uh, they won a game. That was not that shocking of a result to me, even though all the stories this week. Now, over the long haul, I don't expect the Colts to win many more games. But for one week, anything can happen for one mm-hmm. week. So yeah. uh, the Raiders are a mess. Uh, it's funny that Jeff Saturday, when he was still you know, working at ESPN, somebody found a tweet from a couple of weeks ago where he's like, boy, the Raiders look awful. And everybody <laughs> was retweeting that yesterday. Um, they do look awful. They look they like, I mean, there's no reason why they are as bad as they are. And you would just wonder, even though he's only had the job here a year, if Josh McDaniel is going to be one and done again, because that 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 organization had, I mean, they were supposed to be competing for, if nothing less, a, a playoff spot, if not trying to be one of the teams to kind of go up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Seems ridiculous now, mm-hmm. but that was the thought coming into the season. I mean, Devontae Adams was outstanding yesterday. Yesterday, nine receptions, 126 yards, and a touchdown. But Gordon, he's been he and Carr have not hooked up the way you would have thought they would have. I mean, four, five, and one is is uh, two and seven rather. Four, five, and one of the Colts. Two and seven for the Raiders is just not. I mean, that's all. And their defense is terrible. Their defense is brutal. Terrible. They had their first sack yesterday since week seven. Not not a specific player. Their first sack, Larry, since week seven. So they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback in terms of, you know, um, I, I think in terms of points allowed, I think that they're, um, I mean, they're, they're in the bottom of the rankings of just about everything in terms of interceptions, sacks, turnovers, all those type of things. So uh, they have been dreadful so far this season. And uh, you just have to wonder if there – it does feel like there's going to be a lot of turnover this year yeah. with coaches. Yeah, I agree. And that might be the only thing that might save Josh McDaniels is, is that they might not want to go back to that well after going to him this past year. Well, his owners is quoted to have said Rome wasn't built in a day, but I don't know. <laughs> but Rome built – burned quickly. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> can burn things down really fast. You know, so – We'll we'll see what happens out there. They they're a mess, but Gordon, I'm really I'm really taken aback by what I've seen from the Bills. I mean, I thought for sure they were rolling in that game yesterday. They they were in control of that game, and once again, it's turnovers from Josh Allen, and I was toying with this game also, right? But then I'm like, well, is he going to play? I'm, he's not going to play. So I don't think he's going to play. When they said he was going to play, I'm like, are you nuts? Why would you even have him in the game? And then he goes out after a pick. Gordon, with the right arm, tries to punch the ball out and then lays on there in pain because, oh, that's right, my right elbow's hurting. <laughs> well, the, uh, watching that game, I thought that physically he looked like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Mentally, the mistakes that he made, that's what's killing them right now. The, yeah. the mental mistakes that he is making, throwing balls that he should not, he should know by now that those are not passes that you make. Uh, and, and the other thing with them is, their inability to run the ball yeah. uh, allows teams to say, you know what, we don't have to stack the box. We'll put two guys on digs. Uh, you're not going to really run the ball all that effectively. And then we'll kind of lay back and, and, and you know, watch all your receivers and cover your receivers tight because 
you're a one, you're kind of a one-dimensional team, and if we can take away Diggs, the rest of the skill position players, they're okay, but they're not anything special. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Josh Allen has certainly run for a lot of yards this year, but that's not really a recipe for success, having your quarterback being your leading rusher. No, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, that's what the Jets did. Yep. That's what they, they, they doubled Diggs, took Diggs away from him. Absolutely. And he, and he tried to force the ball into finding other places. And listen, I get it. We always have these conversations about quarterbacks, right, Gordon? And it's, okay, I know I can make that pass. I know I can make that pass. And sometimes it's the thin line between being safe and being smart, right? And that's, the well, the smart thing is to maybe go this way. But I, I know I can make that pass. And so you ride with your veteran quarterback. And listen, it's one thing to have these conversations about Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or second, first or second year quarterback, Gordon. But a veteran quarterback, this is almost the Josh Allen we saw maybe a couple of years ago. Absolutely. That, yeah. was, that was forcing the ball in and turning the ball over and just, just not really focused on, on, on taking what the defense gives him. And it's, it's very similar, to be honest, to the way uh, Patrick Mahomes played last year in the beginning where – he just wanted to – he just tried to force the ball down the field because that's what they were able to do all the time. And, um, you know, they, they got turnovers and they couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, he's got to clean that up. Now, the one good thing is if – again, I didn't look at him and the throws that he was making yesterday and say, oh, boy, that elbow, that, yeah, that's, right. that's going to be a real problem. So if he's able to overcome it yesterday against a pretty good Vikings team, you would think that he'll be able to kind of overcome it. But the mental aspect of it, he's got to clean that up. And you would have thought that at this point, a team that's as lofty of goal as they have this year. Hold on. Sorry, I got a sneeze that I was coming. Sure, there, I fought it off. Uh, with with the goals you. that they have as high as they have them, you know, just kind of being okay. And that's not really the goal. No, <laughs> the goal is, no. you know, when you were sitting there at 6-1, and one, you think this division runs, this conference runs through us, if not the entire NFL runs through us. It feels like everybody's been running over them here. The, they, that's another thing they can't do on defense. They can't stop the run they all of a sudden. Stop, yeah, I know. The defense the, is struggling. The Jets certainly took advantage of that. The, the Vikings, not to the same extent, because it was mostly Justin Jefferson, but they were able to run the ball effectively yesterday, too. So that's another thing they got to clean up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. This was an interesting play. Commanders just recovered the fumble and ran it in, but Gordon <laughs> The, the Eagles player was taken down with a handful of face mask. Yes, thank God. Oh, I, I looked up. I said, oh, no, I can't afford this here. But uh, yeah, Goddard was taken down, but they didn't call it, so it didn't happen. You know that you is, if it didn't happen, we don't, if there's no flag, it didn't happen. And the back judge, they did not call it. And the back judge is staring at him, looking at the – I mean, Davis took him down. He's got a handful of face mask. <laughs> and they missed it? Did they miss they that call? Because yes, it seemed they like they were bringing the ball back there for a second. No, the the points were still on the, the points were still on the board. Oh, so maybe God, this is awful. We'll I mean, come on, refs, come on. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we don't need you to be perfect, but you got to catch the obvious ones. That's right, and it's, that was it's, obvious. It's all face mask, <laughs> and he didn't let it go. He rolled him right down to the ground with it, right down to the ground. We got yeah. some calls. We'll come back and talk to you next. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, we'll get your thoughts about that in a second, but let's take some phone calls. Folks have been waiting a while. Let's do it. Let's begin with uh, Mark in Newark. Mark, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, what's going on, Brother Larry? What's up, Gordon? Mark, what's going on, pal? Hey, Mark. 
Oh, man, you already know I'm happy. Hey, look, I'm just going to hit on a couple of points because I know you got a lot of people to go on want to get on the line. Um, so uh, just, let's start with the Bills. You know, like they, they came in and, you know, they, they were smug. I think, Gordon, you said they were 6-1, was, was it? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago they were 6-1, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were smug, man. I mean, they were smug. The first half of this game they came in, they got their – Josh ran a couple of times and, you know, they were doing their – hand signal shake thing and, 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 and laughing and grinning on the sidelines. Man, you know what? I remember, Larry, I told you in the Cleveland game, and, and, and it was tough because we were getting ran up the middle in the first half, and I said, Larry, they got mad. Mm-hmm. And remember, remember that conversation? Yep, yep, I do. Well, they've been mad ever since. <laughs> Here's the thing with the Jets right now. And everybody in the NFL sees it. It ain't just me. What happens is the Jets are playing bloody your nose football. <laughs> that you can plan and scheme all you want. Josh found that out, and uh, he saw a ghost this week. That's why Minnesota was just chasing him around. But but on a more to uh, Jet centric note, this is what happens, bro. The offensive coordinators and the the offensive team they come out there, and when the first because they try to hurry up and run quick. They're trying all kinds of stuff. Because the first starting four come out there, and then it's like, then you can hear the announcers, Iron Eve and stuff. Oh, well, the Jets are subbing in another line. Mm. And like, the other line is like, are they worse than the first line? It's like, <laughs> it's like damn. <laughs> and then with the third line, half the time, I don't even know or care who's starting on our front four because they're like crazed dogs, bro. Yeah. And they're coming. They're coming to hurt. They're coming to the field. They, they don't want none of this smoke, Larry. They don't well, want I'll none. This, I'll say this, Mark, and thanks for the phone call. This is the attitude of the defense that we expected to see from Robert Sala. And yes, they've 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 got done a nice job. And obviously, the big adjustment's been that you've got some some folks in the secondary. Gardner's played well, and DJ Reed has been very good. Uh, and, and they're playing physical football, Gordon, and this is what we expected when, when Salah came here. And I think, you know, you applaud them for making the adjustments they needed to make. And where they are now from where they were last year is, I mean, we talk about night and day differences. There can't be any – I mean, they have a defense now that I think most people would put in the top five, if not higher. And mm-hmm. last year it was the worst thing we've ever seen. Yep. So yep. the, the the change in one season, less than a season, I guess, uh, has been dramatic for the Jets. It has. It really has. Brad's in Garden City. What's up, Brad? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, so just on the Bills, a couple of things. One, like Josh Allen, like the, the caller just said, used to be like he could do whatever he wants and just pick, pick however he wants to beat the Jets. But now – the Jets have something to say about that. And the the other thing that I think relates to this is, look what's going on with the Giants, right? Gable, what Gable's done with Daniel Jones and that team, you can't we can't say that that addition to what's going on with the Giants isn't some subtraction from the Bills. So that that there's something going on with that too, right? Gable not being there has some impact. It can't just be all positive giants without some negative on the bill. So that, you know, excited about the Jets. And I think Allen, Allen's experiencing, like you, like you said, with Mahomes, and, and we saw with Zach Wilson, right? He's experiencing, um, if he goes outside of himself, he, even Josh Allen, you know, and, and him and Mahomes are in the class by themselves. 
even those guys have to stay within themselves, which is maybe at a higher level than everyone else. But we we saw that, and and but but good to see what's going on with the Jets. I was not not a, it was good to see the Bills lose. You know that that was it. And love your show, so thank you. All right, my friend. Thanks for calling. Uh, Gordon, I just got to tell you, it, it's it's it just makes the division more interesting, right? You you're looking at. You're looking at where Buffalo is, and it doesn't mean that they're not still the class of the division. I mean, every player goes through slumps, right? Uh, but I will tell you, it's a long season. And you're looking, and as you mentioned, while all the conversation about, uh, you know, Allen and what he's doing offensively, this Bills defense is taking two steps back. They are just not, they can't, I mean, to watch the Jets run on them from that, that last drive, that's a 12, 13, 14, 15 play drive. Gordon, they just marched right down the field. Yeah, and, right and look, congratulations to the Vikings. They that that's a game that they never win, yes. right? Like a game right. against a good opponent on a row on the road. They never win like that game. No. So good for no. them. They did the job that they had to do. Um, but it did feel like the Bills had a hand in the collapse. You know what I mean? Like they, if they simply are able to hand the ball off at the goal line and get out of that situation, they almost certainly hold on for the win. Um, so they kind of they kind of self-destructed. And you talk about the Bills' schedule the rest of the way. I, look, it's not I'm not going to p- uh, portray it as murderous row, but they have the Patriots again. They mm-hmm. have the Jets again. They mm-hmm. have the Dolphins again. They have the mm-hmm. Bill. They have the ba- oh, excuse me. They have the Patriots twice. They have the uh, Bengals before the season uh, in the regular season. I think it's second to last week of the regular season. Uh, the Browns they have I think uh, this upcoming week and they're coming off a really bad loss so um, it's not an easy schedule they do have the Lions and they have the Bears on there but the Bears are playing better too so uh, the, the, all of a sudden the Bills have opened the door yep and have. we'll see if anybody can walk through it big fumble oh this is ki- I mean this these Eagles they are killing me right now Larry big fumble. I'm not asking to win. I'm not asking to cover, but can you at least win the game? Save me a few points. I mean, they've had three turnovers tonight. They had three in their first eight games as the ESPN graphics. They shows. they have been the best team at turning teams over, and they had the fewest turnovers themselves. Yeah. And then you had Washington with with Heineke, who I don't know how many turnovers he's had since he's gotten in there. But every week there's been three or four turnover-worthy plays. Yes, absolutely. And uh, that has not been the case tonight. The Eagles have not been able to take advantage. But uh, I think Mercury Morris and uh, the 72 Dolphins are, are reaching the gla- for the They're getting the flutes out right now. They're getting yeah, the, they're uh, the glass flutes out, Larry. They're reaching. They're yep. reaching. They are. They are. It's so tough to do. That is – and you know what? Their 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 chances of remaining the only undefeated team go up the more games that are added to the NFL schedule. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, so they may be they may not have to even they may just drink champagne every game because <laughs> I don't see how they go, who's going to who's going to do it. I really don't. New England was close. New England had them sweating. They did absolutely. New England had them sweating. Absolutely. They could, it'll they, be they another. Should. It'll be at least another generation. And if look before too long, they're going to be adding an 18th game. That's right. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, no question about it. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Larry Gordon. You know Daniel Jones. He played almost the perfect game yesterday. His quarterback ranking was one fifty-three out of one fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. He was thirteen for seventeen, 
And if that guy didn't drop two play, Galladay didn't drop two passes, he would have been 15 for 17. He threw only 17 times, but he had 197 yards. That's 11 and a half yards per attempt. That was that's a fantastic number, eleven and a half yards per attempt. Eighty percent completion rate rating, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Fellas, you can't look at quarterback numbers and think bigger is better. What it is is you just can't as you guys know in the NFL, you don't win games. You just don't lose games. He had no turnovers. That was huge. The whole giant team had no turnovers. So this guy, Dable, he reminds me of Parcells. He has control of his quarterbacks. He controls the games. You know, it reminds me of the old Luke Conaseca. St. John's was never that great, but Conaseca can control the game by his coaching. Well, that's what this guy, Dable, does. He does just like Parcells. Phil Simms never had gaudy numbers, except for the Super Bowl against Denver. He was unbelievable. But, you know, the Giants just won because Parcells has control of the game. That's what it feels like with Dable. And uh, the one-two punch with uh, Jones and uh, uh, Saquon, I mean, we've never seen this. This is, you know, this is fantastic. Fellas, I want to say one more thing. Mm -hmm. At the end of the Giant game, Houston had... Two timeouts and the two-minute warning left to go in the game. With about two and a half, three minutes left, and they were kicking off. They had just got the field goal. I don't, and with the way the NFL is now, I don't know. I mean, in the old days, a few years ago, you can go for the onside kick. It was 30% chance you would recover it. Now I think it's like a less than 10% chance you can recover it. But why Houston would go for the onside kick when all you had to do was kick it away, Stop, which they did. They stopped them on three downs, Houston. But they gave the Giants such good field position that it was, you know, it was counterproductive. But all he had to do was kick the ball away, play good field position. I mean, uh, like tough defense, and you would have gotten the ball back. You had two, two, two timeouts and the uh, two-minute warning. So I didn't understand that at all with Lovey Smith there. And uh, but it was a good game at the end. Always a felt. Always a uh, always a pleasure, you guys. All right, Richard. Thanks for, thanks for the thanks phone call, for. Richard. Um, Gordon, I think Brian Daybell has done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. It's not debatable. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I mean, ready to. I'm not ready to give him Parcells' name yet. No, I'm, no, I'm not ready to do. No, that. I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm no, not. but I do think uh, you know. Again, but he's done a tremendous week job. Week ten. Uh, yes. You know, heading to week eleven. If if the season were to be ended after week ten, I he's think he's the, the coach of the year. There's no question. Yeah, he's coach of the year. He definitely is for what he's been able to do with what he has. Right. And, That's and the one thing. thing. And one thing I will agree with Richard on, another no-show effort from Kenny Galladay. I don't know what they're going to do. They, I don't know well, what they're going to do. They're not going to play him. I mean, how can you play him? You might as well, you might as well have him inactive. I, I mean, well that, that drop, that second one, I mean, that was just uh, – and and he had room to run and he yeah. had and, – and look, I'm not telling you one catch – overcomes everything that the dude's been through. But you get him on board, right? Like, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, a big catch and a big play and a game you need to have. I, I, look, it's the, it's against a bad team. But any you take what you can get right now. It's like That's baby right. steps. And, yeah. and he's not even capable of baby steps. And his body line, I'm sure that he's just um, done. done. He's done. But, you know, to, to, to the, his body language after dropping it was like, ah, who cares? Yeah. So what else is new? I dropped one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, so he just has to he, he's I don't get it. I, I, I just don't. I mean, he is real. 
there, there's underperformed, and then there's oh my god, no, it's not even Gordon. There's underperformed, and then there's damn, yeah, <laughs> and that's where he is. Yes, he's like damn. He's like wow. When we return for our number two of ESPN New York tonight, Gordon, Gordon Damer. I looked at the Nick game yesterday, and I was I was incensed. Bing bong. Oh, ding dong, nothing. I'll explain next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. The Knicks... I'm speechless, Gordon. They, a, they gave up 145 points yesterday to not the Milwaukee Bucks, not the Golden State Warriors, but the Oklahoma City Thunder, a team that they haven't beaten since, I don't know, Gordon, five years, six years? It's been a while. It's been a while. And, and they just – and here's the thing. You know, we sit and we say, boy, can anybody play defense? What's going on? Can anybody play – Gordon, this, this – no, but there's no defensive people on this team that you say, well, these are folks that, you know, they they hang their hat carrying the, they hang their hat with the defense. Okay, there's nobody that's like that here. Everybody can score and, and everybody scores against them. And for me, Gordon, the most frustrating thing here is you got to take something away from, from your from the offense, right? You can't let them drive to the basket. You can't let them score in the post. You can't let them do everything. You got to take something away. And they gave up 43 points in back-to-back quarters. And you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. This is they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to go to playing at this rate. This is not even a playing team the way they're playing right now. And they've got a five-game road trip beginning tomorrow night in Utah. Five games, Gordon, in seven days. Utah tomorrow, then Denver. <laughs> you talk about 145. This might be 171 for Denver because they got nobody that can stop Jokic. Nobody. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank the Knicks for scheduling that day, that game on an NFL Sunday uh, <laughs> at 12 o'clock. So I was not really focused all that much. I, I almost said, I, I, I got to be honest, I kind of forgot the Knicks were playing. Uh, and it seems like the Knicks were forgot that they were playing. Again. Again. Uh, now, I do have to blame myself because on Saturday, I said, you know, the Knicks have shown you who they are. And who they are is they're a team that can beat the worst teams, but they can't, they're nowhere close to beating the best teams. And then they go out and give up 145 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder at home, no less. At home. So, I mean, they are, uh, they are a bit of a mess right now. And... Like when we're talking about like Josh Allen, the reason why I would not be too concerned is that it's mental, right? Like it's not a physical thing that's what's going wrong with him. That's the reason why I am concerned about the Knicks because it is mental. It's effort, which is the the the, the linchpin. That's the first. That's the first building block that anything has to rely on is effort, and they don't give you effort. And now two games, two games in three days. The point guard said we lacked energy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. And it's and again, if this was after the road trip, right? You went out and you had a decent road trip, you came back home, you're playing a bad team. Okay. It's not that it's excusable, but it would be understandable. 
Right, right. This is is completely uncalled for. And it does make you wonder, you know, we've talked about this in the past. You go out on these road trips, gets late early. It does. It does. Tibbs, 145 points? Really? Disappointed. The game started off pretty easy. 48-36, but it was free-flowing. There was no resistance. And then second quarter, third quarter was the same. So, you know, the defense, the rebounding, that effort has to be counted on every night. And so the players are too good, you know, to give that type of confidence away right from the start. All right, so why does this keep happening? And that's the thing. The challenge for us is to be consistent. We can't be up and down. It's a hard league. There's no shortcuts in this league. 135 points, we should be walking out with a win. But if we don't play defense, we're not going to. So that's one thing that we have to we have to be able to count on. Yeah, and Gordon, this team has no defensive identity at all right now. And there's no and listen, who is the who is the guy that you look at on this club and you say, okay. Here's my defensive guy. I can put this player on a hot guy and he'll cool him off. Who is that person? It would have to be Grimes, right? And he's hurt still. Yeah. He's well, the closest one. He's and the closest one. He's the closest one. He's not RJ, ideal. He's not ideal. RJ used to be that person, Gordon, that you would do that. But the problem is when he has to lock down somebody def- defensively, he doesn't score. Doesn't score. He only plays one end of the court when he's doing that. And listen, I love Jalen Brunson. I love what he brought to this. I love what he's brought to this team. I love what they do offensively. But Gordon, the issues that some people were talking about defensively with him are showing a lot. They're showing a lot. So I don't know what Tibbs is going to do. I don't know what he can do. Uh, I don't know what his options are. I, I really don't know what he can do. I don't know. Maybe they're going to have to start playing zone. I mean, I don't know, Gordon, because one-on-one, they can't stay with their with their opponent. They can't. They get beat off the dribble quickly. Yeah. Quickly. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there's any residue? Because somebody brought this up to me, and I think it's actually a pretty good point, that the guys who were continually mentioned – as maybe being part of the uh, of the um, Donovan Mitchell trade, that maybe that residue is still sinking in. That you know what, we're we're here, but we're not here for long. And as soon as someone else becomes available, we're going to be gone from here. And it makes it harder to get buy in, especially on the defensive end and listening to the coach, when you realize you're not you're not really part of anything here outside of whenever that next superstar becomes available. It's possible. It's possible that that has entered in. But, Gordon, you're here now. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> Just when I started that? to look at the cover five, I said, oh, my God, how bad is this? It's bad. And then the Eagles, in case you don't know why I'm screaming, the Eagles, on a, the game is over. They have yes. five seconds left. They decide to start running the, the pitch play. Of course, the pitch ends up in the hands of... This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. 
on 98.7 ESPN. Let's do it. We got Little Buddha in the Bronx. Little Buddha is next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Um, just been uh, trying to relax a little bit, feeling better. You know, apparently, I wanted to win the $2 billion last week. My plan was to buy Larry, a Lamborghini, one for him and his wife. My man Gordon, a Ferrari, one for him and his wife. And my man Buddha from the Bronx, I'm going to buy him the most expensive Rolls Royce. So he could pretty much park in front of Money Floyd Weather's house and show it off. Let let him know that Buddha got the best Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt. Thanks for thinking about um, No doubt, no doubt. Always, you guys are always fam to me, man. I listen to you guys every day, all day, even while I'm at work. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just wanted to let, um, first of all, I want to thank um, Green Bay. And I want to thank Washington Commanders. Doing the Giants a favor. All right. Um, Absolutely. The Giants that, are now uh, one game out of, I mean, they're one game out of the, the number one seed, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and Dallas is one game behind the Giants. Even better. Um, I want to say, I want to uh, make a quick uh, comment about the AFC and, and, and the Jets because mm-hmm. I'm tired of, of hearing Kansas City Chiefs, you know, Patrick Holmes. He's so good, blah, 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 blah. It just takes one game in the playoffs to lose it all. And right now, the way the Jets are playing defensively, I mean, they're pretty good. So what I'm saying is that if the Jets make it to the playoffs and the offense wakes up, plays well as a defense, although Buffalo can see, okay, who you are, you guys better be careful the Jets because they couldn't make the run. They couldn't make it to that Super Bowl. So... I'm I'm feeling it, man. I, I think the Jets. Um, I love their energy. I love the fact that they never quit to, to the last second at all. And it's possible that if the Jets if the Jets make this run, they could cause a lot of damage in the AFC. I'm just letting you, everybody know. Be aware and beware. Thanks, guys. All right, Lil Buddha. All right, LB. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I'm not ready to talk Super Bowl with the Jets yet. Uh, no. No, I'm not. Really? Uh, but um, I'm very curious to see, for me, you can't talk Super Bowl until you find a way to beat New England Sunday. Yeah, that, that would seem to be you know, important I, I need game. to see them. I need yeah. to see them do some things in the second half. And, and can they build on it? So for me, the big thing is, okay, what did they do during the bye week? Did they make some adjustments? Did they add some people to the game plan? Did they find a way to get some other receivers involved? Because I'm telling you right now, uh, Bill Belichick is not going to let you have Garrett Wilson on Sunday. You can forget about him. <laughs> forget about him, Gordon. He's not going to be. He's not going to be available. You better get some other folks available. Yeah. And this would be a good time for Elijah Moore to uh, reemerge. Yes. Yes, it would be. It's as good That's a time as think. any. That's why I think they should go. That's just me. That's why they go. <laughs> 21 and a half, Gordon. 21 and oh, a half. Oh, Larry, please don't. I mean, oh, I don't even God. want to look at it. I, I'm, I'm oh, sickened. 21 and a half. Bo- the real Buddha, I'm sorry, the original Buddha is in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? Y'all got to get the little Buddha those correct numbers, man, so we can make that happen. <laughs> his family needs to have some better birthdays you know that's just the way it goes yeah so, well you know keep trying <laughs> I'm right here <laughs> 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 you 
You know, your partner there, Gordon, man, he said it. You know, it's funny. When I spoke with y'all the last week, I was telling you about, you know, Tim Seed is starting to get hot. I remember Gordon was like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I still don't think so. I don't think that they'll do anything until it's desperation time. No, they might not do anything, but the seat right. is definitely getting warm, though. It's definitely getting warm. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it only gets know. warm if – I mean, they obviously don't care about what we think, right? I mean, they don't talk. They don't They don't hold press conferences and stuff like that. So they just, they're just concerned with themselves. Now, um, look, if they go 0-5 on the road trip and they, and they give up 150 points every game, <laughs> they're not going to have any choice. But to me, like when you say the seat is getting hot, to me that means that he's going to be out. And I don't I, – I, I could be I completely be misreading it, but year, I don't think that they're, they're that they're looking at that at that way. I don't think he survives the full year, though. I'm be honest with you. He could thank Julius Randle for that. I mean, if, is there anybody more unpleasurable to watch in the NBA? Jeez, man, his game is just. Uh, it's just I can see why you're watching football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's, oh my god, he's tedious. But um, listen, you guys are talking about the Jets. Uh, listen. In a lot of ways, that builds the the fact that they're having their issues. It, you know, it's a positive, but it also it provides possess a little bit of a challenge for the Jets. You know, you're not now you're not just competing only with the Dolphins and the Bills. You're also competing, you know, with the Bengals, the Chargers, and the Patriots to a certain extent. You know, you're gonna have to. You know, what's the team in the South? The only team that's coming out here is the Titans. But you know these. All these teams are pretty close in their record and everything. So, you know, like, Uncle, you know, you definitely hit on a key of this game coming up next week. Elijah Moore is going to have to be a part of the game plan or, you know, whatever you call it. Zach Wilson can't just look at one receiver anymore because you know what this team is going to do. They're going to load up the box. Of all the teams that the Jets played, if you notice, when they played the, the Patriots, they weren't running wild on them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're going to load up that box. Uh, you know, they're going to shorten, uh, whatever you call shorten the game. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, this is going to have to be one of those games where Wilson is going to have to do a little bit more than just not screw the game up. Because, you know, they have the blueprint against them. Of all of the teams that we played, they put up the most points against the Jets, you know, last year. And even in the game that they played um, this year, when the Jets were up, when they ratcheted up that pressure, I mean, I don't know what it is, man, but Judon, you know, him and Zach Wilson, they don't have a good relationship. He's actually the first one that got Wilson hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Remember when he ran, you know, to the sidelines. But, you know, he talks a lot. You know, he's a very cocky player. He's a good player. And they know – when you pressure Wilson, you know, he turns into the Disney uh, Penguin, the happy feet. So this game here, they're going to need a hot receiver. You understand what I'm talking about? Uh, like, and somebody that can catch the ball, you know, short and do something with it. I don't even know. Like, the tight end is okay. Like you said, um, they're going to take Wilson away. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, our Wilson play, you know, markedly better. And he's going to have to get that ball out quick. I don't mm-hmm. think the Jets are running for no 165 yards on this team here. You know, it doesn't seem that way to me. No, but I, I, we got, they got to be creative, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, they got to be creative. They got to spread the ball around. Line the, put the running back in the slot. You don't have to hand the ball off to the running back. Right. To have, you yeah, know, there's to there's run ways the you can run running plays without it being technically yeah. a running play. Yeah, so that's what they have to do. I mean, you know, but, but offensively, they have to come up with something different because you had the bye week. You've had two weeks to prepare for this New England team. There's no excuse. 
No. There's no, no excuse. No. There's no excuse for the last one. If you don't win on Sunday, that will be seven years that you've lost every single game to this guy. And it's another conference loss. It's yeah. a division loss, and it's a conference loss. And, and if we're talking about postseason, and listen, at 6-3, and three, you're allowed to talk Absolute. about postseason. No, the, the, the postseason is now expected for the Jets. Yep. The Jets are expected to go to the playoffs. It's just in what form do they go in? Do they get in as, you know, the sixth or the seventh seed? Or are they a team that, I mean, it's, there, it's right there in front of them. It is. The division is right there in front of you. It go is. get it. It is. It definitely is. And, uh, you know, they're five and three in the conference. Uh, your fish are five and two. Uh, the Bills and Patriots are both four and two from this division. You, there's there's a couple of five lost teams that it's not going to be there. Obviously, Browns and Steelers, no way. You got Tennessee. I don't know what Jeff Saturday is going to do with the Colts. Uh, but right now, you figure Tennessee is a division winner, so they're going to go in the South. Kansas City, seven and two. Uh, I don't, Gordon, this Chargers team. We'll talk about them in a second and take more phone calls next on 98.7. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.